1: If I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Welcome into
0: the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we break down complex financial topics so that you can more easily understand them and more importantly, take action on your path to becoming financially free If this is your first time, join us. Welcome. Grateful to have you in the room. I'm Russ Morgan. They call me the idea guy. But enough about me for a moment. Let me introduce you to my co-host, my partner. He's the Italian stallion. He's got the license plate covered to prove it. Mr. Joe Murray. Stallion, good afternoon. My brother. So glad to be with you. Today, we're going to try to cover and tackle the topic of how to teach kids about money without ruining it. Why do you think this is such an important topic for us to cover?
1: First of all, we anytime we can get you to say the word ruining it, uh, we should do it. It is, it is a benefit to all who have the opportunity to listen. Uh, but besides that point, I would say, man, it's so important to pour into the next generation. Uh, we've heard the stories of families, super, uber wealthy families. The Vanderbilts just come to mind. As somebody who built this, amassed this large amount of money, but they, for whatever reason, failed to transfer the knowledge of both how to obtain it and how to maintain it. And subsequently, they have depleted all of that money. It's gone to, you know, it's been separated from them. And to me, it's like, man, if we don't take this seriously, what a a missed opportunity. What a fail on our part. And so that's why we got to focus on it. We got to continue to learn to be better. This topic
0: reminds me yesterday, we had a dog trainer coming over to train this new puppy we have. And, you know, the dog trader spends way more time training us, the human, than the dog, right? Like training the dog is easy. Training the human's hard. I think that applies in today's conversation. And as a parent, you might relate, is that. A lot of times, the issues that we have, right, our experience, our out the the way that we envision the world to be, we project that to our kids, for better or worse. And I think for me, like wanting to teach my kids about money, there's a way that I learned, There's a way that I've learned in the past, and I want to try to help them. But I need to be a better uh, teacher. I need to find ways to do it practically. Um, ways that can be fun for them, and I think this topic is going to be good. If you're like me and want to not ruin it, like my Montgomery accident, let's say, then I think you'll enjoy this. But Joey, you're not not the only one here today. We thankfully are joined by the dream team of financial coaches. To my left, I got Mr. Incredible, his superpower is speed to financial freedom, and the real beauty is that speed's
2: contagious. My man, Mr. JD Hill, say hello to your fans, JD. Hey, fans. Hey everybody's waving. Uh if you're on the road right now, I hope you're waving and keeping one hand on the on the wheel. Uh Russ, I'm I'm glad to be here. Joe, you actually saw my thunder because I was going to say the same thing about Russ. If we can get him to say ruining it um in every podcast, that'll be a blessing to everyone. Absolutely. So thank, thank thank you, Russ, for that.
0: Yes, no no, no problem. What well, other than making fun of me? What other value will someone gain from listening to you on the podcast
2: today? And why do you think this is such an important topic? Yeah. So I, I played sports all through life growing up, uh from, you know, up until obviously a certain age. And um um one of the things that I've I've taught my kids is I want to teach them the aspect of a team. Right. So if if when we're out in public, it's Team Hill, right? Um, yeah, like H10. <laughs> Right. I started at like 17 and quit at 18. Right. But no, like, like team, like I just, I want them to understand the, the notion of a team. Right. And the reality is, is that the team is only as good as the coach. Right. You look at John Wooden and the great things that he was able to accomplish because he was a phenomenal coach. Right. And so to the extent that I can teach and coach my kids, hopefully they can take that and then go win championships with it. Right. But if I don't coach them and teach them, somebody else is going to. So it's either me coach and teach them Or the world is going to coach them and teach them. And the world and the government and the way that they teach about finances, they're doing a terrible job, an absolute abysmal job. So it's either me teach them or it's the world and the government gets to teach them. And you get to choose. And I think that's an amazing thing is that we actually get to choose.
0: I I agree with that. All right. Last but not least, we got the king of B ham, Mr. Real Estate. He's agnostic
3: to his type as long as it produces cash flow, the multi-talented Jamie O'Brien. Good to see you, Jamie. And good to be here, Russ. Enjoying another very cold day in paradise, my friend. All right, let's. You got a couple of young kids, and
0: you're starting to teach them about money, right? Like, I think it's important that you think about all of our situations, where, right? Joey and I have some older kids and younger kids. JD's yours kind of in the middle there. Jamie, yours on the younger spectrum. So,
3: how are you teaching them, or planning to teach them, without ruining? It? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the important piece of this, right, our, our mentor Nelson Ash used to say all the time, when's the best time to plant a tree, right? 30 years ago. And when I just think about my story, which you'll probably hear a little bit about today is, you know, that, that time has come and gone for me, but I'm learning. And I think a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are probably in the same boat. We're trying to learn about finances, learn how money works and really put it to use in our most uh, beneficial way. And if I can plant that tree with my kids early to everybody's point, I'm just going to prepare them so much more for the the journey ahead, right? And so that's why I think it's important today. I'll talk to a lot of people who are on the same boat who have young kids and part of their vision and why they're trying to do this is to pass this on to the future generations, right? And that starts early.
0: No, that's so good. Well, today, we're going to break down this topic in three big sections. One, what are the goals and expectations we have as parents for our kids? And I hope you'll listen to that part because I think that You know that sometimes our goals and expectations are too big. Maybe we're a little bit too overzealous, but at the same time, maybe we should expect a little bit more. Secondly, we're going to cover what we've already tried that did not work so that you don't have to go make those mistakes. If you have young kids or or, uh, still have kids that you're trying to teach about this subject, we've done a lot of things that we wouldn't do again, definitely wouldn't recommend to anyone else. And then lastly, we're going to talk about ways that we have seen success, ways that we are teaching our kids' fun ways to learn about money, and we're going to do that right now.
2: Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income. All without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Muray. All
0: right, Stallion, I want to hear a little bit about some goals and expectations.
1: What What are some that you have for your girls? Man, I, I'll tell you what. I, I may be a little bit. Um, I'm going to use the word Pollyannish. Have you ever heard that word, Russ? Yeah. Keep going. Uh, I would not want you to try to repeat what I just said, but Pollyannish means just kind of like pie in the sky. Kind of like, man, I would love for my kids to learn without having to go through all of the same things that I did. I mean, that's a that's a valid, noble thing, right? Like, why would I want my daughters to go work in fast food and come home smelling like a greasy burger every day? You know, flinging, flinging burgers and onions, and you know, at the at the hot hot table like I did, or running running A and W root beer out to people, spilling it all over myself, and you know, those were good days, but they were tough, you know. And I had to trade that time for money. I would love for my daughters not to have to go through what I've had to go through, and so it's like, well, why don't I just, why don't I just pay my daughters? But by the way, it's a tax strategy for me to pay them for different ways that they assist us in the business. And then they can start investing in businesses that they don't ever have to go through working for somebody else, having this quote unquote W2 lifestyle. Well, it's great until your, your daughters don't understand the value that was created to, to make that dollar. Right. It, they don't understand to what extent they that the work had to be done to create that. And so they just, and it's not because they're bad kids. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not because they're jerks. It's that they just don't understand the hard work that it took to create it. And I I will just say, man, that that's one of those lessons learned that uh that I would say, I wish I could go back and maybe switch it around a little bit. I'm still kind of in the middle of it. So I'm just, this is fresh. This is raw for me, Russ. Hey, I get it. Um,
0: it it's so raw that we said, hey, what are your goals and expectations? And we're going to talk about point number two in a second, but you decided to combine them. So th- <laughs> this is the sneak peek, right? This is podcasting at its best. I love it. It's hey, this is, it's all connected. Russ. It's all connected. Yeah. You guys give me grief about putting two words together. You put two points together. You're welcome. You're ruining it. How about for you, JD? Let me let you ruin it for uh, for everybody as well. Listen, what are the me... what are the goals and expectations? We'll just stop there if it's all right. Yep. That you have for the boys.
2: Yeah, no, that's good. Uh so um for for us, you know, we use the Bible as a framework uh, on how we want to teach our kids. And the things that we try to teach our kids is that uh stewardship is really important. And, and what stewardship is, because to the extent that I can teach them that they are nothing more than a manager of somebody else's stuff, right? I believe it, it, it should at least, right? Create this idea that, okay, I need to take really good care of this because it's not mine, right? And the better care that I take of it, then the more I should be trusted with, right? And in fact, you know, the Bible talks about this in, in Matthew 25 and the parable of the talents. You know, you have these, these three people that were given money, right, from their master. And it tells how each one of them stewarded those resources and then the response from the master to those people and how they stewarded those resources, how they took care of his property that he gave them to go and grow. Um, and, and so for my kids, we want to teach the same thing, is that we will give you more as long as you can prove that you can handle more. But if you can't handle more, you will not get more right and so there's this direct connection between those two things and so for us it's teaching them about stewardship and proper stewardship that you're managing something that doesn't even belong to you and you're graded based on how good you do with that those are so good, yeah love that jamie how about for you man i love that jd i love it a lot And,
3: and you know my goal is really i'm trying to find a balance between uh, appreciating money understanding kind of where money comes from without making it scarce right like we we talk a lot about being good savers and making sure we put money to work and put it out there listen our kids learn from us in, in a lot of different ways and one of those is how how we interact with money right and what i'm trying to do is, is build a, fonda- a foundational a foundation of financial education so they can start to make well-educated decisions with money at an early age right i i didn't necessarily get that. I talked to a lot of people and my story was I learned that my family had money. We didn't spend it extravagantly, but when my parents wanted something, they went and got it, right? We didn't get into this, but I mean, like that was my education. So how do you, how do you kind of build the foundation of there's a value to money? Um, we can go work hard for it or we can make it work for us, but there's so much we do behind the scenes that our kids don't see, right? So how do we, how do we get that value in that association? of the dollar and and how to use it most properly to our children. So that's something I think through with young kids, how do I kind of, how to lay that foundation for them. I I love that you said that
0: you observed your parents when they wanted something, they wouldn't got it. And for me, I had this discussion recently with a couple of mine and I asked them the question, by the way, am I okay to give level five conversations on, on this podcast, you guys good with that? Please. It, if you don't know what a level five conversation is means that you're, you're basically having a conversation openly about money and things around money. And when I, I, I'm bringing this up just in case you haven't heard us talk about this before. Anytime me, JD, Joey, or Jamie speak about something that we're doing, it's not out of pride. It's actually out of just transparency so that you can learn best. And I don't pretend to think that my situation is better than yours Many of yours are way uh, greater than mine, but I would just share mine here. So I had a conversation the other day with a couple of my girls. Because of what you were saying, Jamie, it makes me think about that, is that they see, my wife and I, when there's something that we want, we go do it, right? Whether it's a trip, home, uh, whatever it may be, right? Clothing sometimes. And I think that they've assumed that that translates to them, right? Like, oh, I want something. I can go get that. Why, Why can't I have this specific thing and so i sat down with them the other day and i said well girls would you think that our from our situation relative to you know maybe others do you think we're rich do you think we're wealthy what would you how how do you how would you describe our our financial situation and they were like yeah i mean I, i i didn't think that but then somebody was you know saying oh you guys just went on your fourth trip this year you guys must be rich or whatever and all I wanted them to say is that, not that we truly are, but I just wanted them to say that. And then this is the question that I, I asked them. I said, well, does that mean that mom and I are rich? Or does that mean that us as a family are rich? Like, are you guys rich too? Or, or is it just mom and I? And I wanted to delineate those two for this specific reason. is I think I don't want our kids... To believe that just because we have money, Megan and I, that they have money because there was effort. There was work as you were talking about, Jamie, that was required on our end as parents to, to grow to the point that we are. And I want my kids to understand that they're not going to just get it. It's not just theirs, right? Like I want to help them. I have expectations and goals for them and I've got to invest into them and I've got to help them grow. But just because we have money doesn't mean you have money. And I I think that sometimes our kids didn't really catch that. And that's why I wanted to make sure I had that direct conversation. Because as we start talking about ways that we are trying to help them learn how to gain uh, knowledge, how to grow in entrepreneurship, I need them to not go, well, why do I need to do that? I already got money, right? There's already money in this bank account. So I hope that's, that's, that's helpful. And a few of you may want to go have that conversation. And the only reason I knew to have that conversation, because like a month earlier, somebody was telling me about how they just had that conversation. I was like, that's a good conversation. I need to be having that one." All right. Let's jump into point number two. Joe, you've already led the way here. What if, what if we tried and didn't work? If you want to recap it, in case everybody got lost, why don't you share something that you've tried that didn't work out as well as you wanted it to?
1: Well, I'll just say you know, we pay our daughters through our business. Uh, It's a tax strategy for us. And it's a way for us to Mm -hmm. teach them like, hey, this is when money comes in, how much goes to savings, how much goes to Tide. Like that's been something we did since they were really little. Um, But the problem again that I mentioned because I jumped out of line with these points um, Mm -hmm. as as a professional is that they really haven't seen the work associated with, obtaining those dollars and so they just don't have the proper context and and so for me it really it really has kind of dawned on me it's like man they really need to experience some of that and i don't know I, again i haven't figured this out this is super new to me it's just very recently i've been thinking about it how to practically do that in a way that um you know accomplishes that in so that's what I'd say is, has been a challenge for me, um, but I definitely wanna solve it. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system? Stallion, that's why we created the passive income operating system, bro. It shows
0: you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before, go to what's what forward slash P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher's saying, pot quiz day, why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared, though, for
1: financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30-second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz.
0: How about for you, Jamie? What's something that you've tried so far in teaching your kids about money that just hasn't
3: worked? Yeah, well, two things pop in my head. My, my kids are only six, Ross, so trying to explain to them what money even is and how it works is, is hard right now. Uh, we'll get into some things we tried that that is fun that they enjoy. But, you know, looking back on kind of growing up uh, my life, right, is, is one thing that we didn't do in my household was talk about money. Like that was just something we never did. My parents never talked about money. I knew dad went to work and had a successful business. You know, I knew we had nice things, but that was it. Like there was no conversation around money within my household. And I don't think that works. Like I think money is such a taboo topic. And obviously we're trying to change that I believe here is to make that more of a household conversation because I think it's so important for kids just to be around that right again our kids are little sponges they pick up on everything and the more we talk about what we're doing with money the more they're going to absorb
0: yeah I I think that the old thing is like oh we don't we don't talk about money we don't talk about politics we don't talk about religion those are just things you just don't talk about right Right. we don't talk about Bruno
2: (laughs) (laughs) JD how about you? What did uh, what you try so far? Um, <laughs> what you tried so far that haven't worked? Yeah, a, a, a number of things. Uh, <laughs> one thing that I've tried that hasn't worked is just like telling my kids what to do without connecting it to anything. So, hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. And then, like, I don't, I don't understand. And and so, I'll give you an example. Uh, so, when you give something to your kids, you you have to realize like you're you're giving that to them. Right. And so like it's theirs. They get to make the choice. Now, what happens next? Uh, versus if I say, hey, this is the family's. Well, now that's that's a different dynamic. Right. So like our kids have zero screens. We have no iPads. Like none of that is theirs. Right. The family has this stuff, but but you don't have this stuff. And so when we would, you know, our kids would earn money. We would give it to them and say, hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. Or so, like, I don't I don't understand. I thought the point was that I worked and I got it and then I could do whatever I want with it right? But without actually explaining principles around money, much like Jamie and talking about why things work the way they work, the, 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 the things, the rules of money and how they work. And so for example, like um, uh, wealth, y'all have heard me say this before, but wealth creation is being directly tied to value creation and teaching them things like, hey, if you want to earn more money, you need to find ways to add more value, right? Um, and so I was doing a lot of telling telling them and talking to them Instead of coming alongside them as a good coach and teaching them about the rules of money, what money means, how we can use it to to glorify the kingdom, right? How we can use it to serve other people, but also how we can use it for ourselves. Um, and so those were things that were, and mistakes that I made, you know, early on with my kids, and and, and and that's that's one. But also then not being able to to so much of of our world is visual, right? And so not being able to connect it to them visually and just being super conceptual. Uh, and so just talking about it, but not drawing pictures, right? Or or doing something where they could connect the visual aspect to it so they can understand it better uh, are probably the two of the big things that I did uh, that just didn't work with my kids.
0: Yeah. Somebody like me, totally visual, need to see it. And our kids are, are very similar, right? The things that we hear, we remember like 10% of, but the things we see in here, we'll remember as much as 50% of. Things that we see here and can repeat, it's like 85%. So that's that's involvement, getting our kids involved that I've made all of those mistakes by not doing those things here. I'll give you an older kid mistake that I've made is giving a kid a debit card and expecting them to make good decisions, right? Just giving it to them but not giving them the budget that goes with it. Not giving them the expectation, right? We're talking about expectations a second ago, not giving them an expectation of what should happen. I, I, I gave that first debit card out there and saying, well, you know, this person is now driving, they're going to need to buy gas. I want them to have the ability. If something were to happen, that they have the access to money. I'm just doing my stuff. Right. And three months go by and I look down at the bank account and I'm like, wait a second. She's spending more in a month than I used to spend in a year when I was 16. Like, wait a second. This doesn't, this math doesn't add up. And I just realized that I need to have that conversation, right? Like I need to, when I was a kid, like I had to work for everything for that money. And I knew how much it was because it was, there was no cards. I didn't have cards. It was like greenbacks. That's it. But now this plastic, there is not this She's never grown into knowing what that looks like. And I needed to teach her. I made the mistake by just assuming that she would get it. And I know that you guys are like, yeah, you're a moron. But so many of us, sometimes I think it's so busy that we just assume that they're going to pick up on the things that we already know, that we've already experienced how you can't just spend without knowing how much money's in an account. Well, I I learned that very quickly all right let's let's move on to step number three let's i think this is why most people tuned in right is to figure out what are fun ways that our kids can learn jd what are some of those fun things that you've been able to do with the boys so that they can be
2: able to learn and have fun doing it um so it it finally clicked that i needed to 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 show them something visual for them to be able to see it right so going back to the point that i made before like i'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach them, but I'm not really doing a good, I'm just talking at them. And and it probably sounds a lot like the teacher in Charlie Brown, wah, 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 right? They're not like, I don't, I don't understand. And so I love spreadsheets. Okay. Give me a good spreadsheet. And that's like a, a a business love language of mine. All right. And so I built a spreadsheet cause I was trying to get my kids to invest with me. And I'm like, Hey guys, if you invest with dad, I'll pay you a certain percentage. And I'm explaining it conceptually. And they're like, I don't, I don't understand. And I said, okay. So I built a spreadsheet that said, if you invest X and I will pay you this amount every month in interest, this is what it would look like. And my oldest, his name is Noah. He's nine. Instinctually, I'm about to start talking like you, Russ. Instinctually, (laughs) right? He looks at that, that, that end of year 12 month number and he says, what happens if I do it again next year? And I was like, you got it. You get it right? Because he could see now visually how the money was actually going to grow. And then mm-hmm. he could see also the impact that he was going to have for the kingdom from a tithe standpoint, because I mapped that out too. And then the, in- the money that he was going to have too, to be able to spend just on himself. And what was really cool, because I've told my kids, the minimum amount that you can invest with dad, because I want to put some parameters in it, right? I want them to know like, you got to save up to do it is a hundred bucks. So if you want to save with dad, you got to at least save up a hundred bucks, and then you can invest with dad and I'll pay you I pay 30%. Okay. It's an egregious amount. I get it, but I'm trying to get them engaged people. Right. But I'll pay you uh, $2 and 50 cents every month for every hundred dollars you invest with me. Right. That's what I tell them. Well, my middle Emmett, he only had $195. He didn't have 200 yet. And my oldest Noah had like 210 bucks. So he could do 200 and then he had $10 to spend it on. Yes, you can rush. You can invest too. He had, you know, he had $10 he could spend on whatever he wants. So my middle Emmett, he starts crying. He's upset because he doesn't have the same 200 to invest just like his brother did. Mm. And so when he got paid the next time he saved even more so that he could get to that $200 number. And so mm. it was just really cool watching them respond positively finally, but I just had to build it out onto a simple, you know, Google spreadsheet so they could visually see with some colors, right? Cuz kids like colors, right? How their money would be transformed over time. Uh, and 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 for my oldest too, he's like, well, if I don't spend it, and then I invest that, what happens? And I'm like, oh, let's go, let's go, you know. So that was that was one of the things that that was fun, and and it just clicked for them, and it worked. Was putting something visually for them to be able to see, uh, um, a pathway for them to actually, um, use the money to to create more wealth. So fun, Jamie. I know that you've done a bunch of real estate
0: stuff. Have you been able to get the girls involved at all when you're doing that?
3: Yeah, a funny story actually. My girls' first closing was when they were about six months old. They came to a closing on a rental property. And um, I've tried to get them incorporated in every house we do. I talked last time about, I feel like the biggest miss for me was not talking about money. And there's so much we do that happens behind the scenes, behind closed doors. And so when we're doing a flip or a project, uh, I'm talking to them about what we're doing. I take them to the house. They actually get to kind of be part of walking through the house and seeing everything. They've helped us set up a short-term rental that we have that's active right now. And when I say set up, they're watching TV while mom and dad set up, but be part of the process. They understand that mom and dad own houses that people pay us to stay or live in, right? And so they start asking, well, does someone own this house? I was like, well, we own this house. We also own other houses that people pay us to live in. So just trying to build that foundation that of what's possible. I, I think I remember going to college and we lived at one point in time with a roommate who him and his dad owned the rental property and we're paying them rent. But in my mind, I was like, I can't own a house. I'm 19 years old. Like I, how could I ever do that? You know? And so just try to expand their mind to what's possible at an early age of, Hey, I can own a house. Someone else can live in it and pay me to live there. Like why not? Well, if they see
0: and experience that and they're, it becomes normal for right. them, then it'll be easier for them as they grow older to to maybe want to, you know, lean into that more. So good for you guys that you're taking up. How about for you, Stallion?
1: What's one way that you've helped the girls learn about money that was fun? Uh, Before I share what we've done, uh, J.D., I just had two takeaways from your experience. Number one, now it makes sense why Emmett asked me for $5 the last time he saw me.
2: (laughs) That's
1: Uh, right. That that was pretty ingenious. And uh, two, I spell fun, E-X-C-E-L, you know, like Excel, if if I think of fun, it's always a spreadsheet. So I love that. um, That's so awesome. Uh, However, that is not, I'm not good at spreadsheets. So I use tools like Cashflow for Kids, uh, the game that Robert Kiyosaki created. I just remember, especially my oldest um, two, whenever they were little, they loved that game because it actually put us all on the same sort of playing field. And they were whooping me. I mean, this game, I, I got, I got worked. I'm not going to lie. Like Lily Kate in particular, super good at that game. And now a lot of it is luck, you know, as you, you know, pull certain cards or whatever, but the, the point is they got it. They figured it out. You could see the tokens on the, you know, to your point JD visually, they could see the tokens of the the expenses and, and the amount of money that they needed to cover those. And so it was really, really good. And the second tool I would say is Tuttle Twins. The Tuttle Twins book series, um, they also have a game now. They have all sorts of extra things. Uh, we've interviewed Connor Boyack, the author of those books um, twice on the show. But I'll just tell you, if you haven't looked at those lately, it's worth the investment because, man, you're you're actually able to talk also some some about economics, right? Like the Creature of Jekyll Island, for instance, in a kid's book, starts to explain why we're in the position we are in terms of inflation today, and how that all plays out. It's like inflation is a really difficult topic to try to explain to a kid, but the way in which he's done it um, through several of these books. Um, government intervention there's all sorts of really great topics that he's covered um just encourage you to use something like that because now I'm able to read with them at night they're asking me hey can we read the next one like there's they have a momentum that uh, is just can to continue to educate them in the space and it's been fun for me and for them I tried to
0: take the cash flow for kids and then, one-up it right like they had so much fun mine did too with that game i went and bought cash flow which is the adult version and i think i messed up that if i would have go back and give you one more point of something that i did that didn't work was trying to get them into the game cash flow the adult version too early but it was i was having to do way too much explaining they were having to try to do too much math and they were like ah so now when i'm like hey you guys want to play the cash flow with me they're like mm-hmm. No, I don't want to do that. Is, they used to have so much fun playing the cash flow for kids game. I I messed that up. So don't, you know, maybe that's a one of those. Don't jump into that game too early with kids. Maybe you, they won't want to do it with you. Here, here's something that I've been able to way One way that I've been trying to make learning about money fun is that is attaching it into a trip. And the, the beauty of what we've been able to do is we, we've created these live events, both for the inner circle. And we do those twice a year, once in Birmingham and once somewhere close to Birmingham this past year, we did it in, in Nashville. We have another one coming up in Birmingham. So if you would like to come and, and join us, bring uh, a teen with you, uh, go to what's forward slash live and uh, participate in that. But that's been one of the things is taking my kids to events like that. So having them show up, having them see other teenagers at those events and making learning not only fun, but also like normal, right? Kind of to your point, Jamie. So that's been a, a, a fun thing. Also, when, when we took our kids with us, when we went and met with our attorneys out in Utah and we did this family kind of core value assessments and we spent a time in the attorney's office, then I connected it. We're like, okay, we're already at Salt Lake. Why don't we drive up into the mountains for a couple of days and go skiing? And we'll talk a little bit about what we, what we were doing. And then we got to come back and finish that session. So then it's like, okay, well, that's not too bad. I, I will to spend a half a day at an attorney's office if I get to go ski. Right. And then this, this summer, as our passive income mastermind got together, I was like, man, Joey, why should we not try to find a way to bring our, our kids and JD brought your your family with you. Like let's bring them to this thing that we're going to go to, to learn how to build an investment fund individually. And let's bring our families down to this beautiful location. And who doesn't want to spend, you know, four or five days in the uh, beautiful uh, BVI, right? I mean, so they just connecting things like that. So maybe it's, maybe it's a game, Maybe it's a book, maybe it's taking them to the actual thing. Maybe it's the spreadsheet and paying them exorbitant amounts of money, like bribing kids, JD. I get it. I love it. Or, or maybe it's bribing them by taking them uh, to an event that they get to like be around other people. And there's some fun, whether it's skiing or it, it's surfing whatever you're doing, right? I think there's lots of ways that we can make this fun. And I, what I've learned with kids is that it needs that it needs to be quick, right? Like their brains are not going to think 5, 10, 25 years down the road. It needs to be like 5, 10 seconds down the road. <laughs> like we got to have immediate results quickly, otherwise they'll burn out. So the idea of, oh, we're going to invest your money in a year and a half from now, we'll see how it works out. That's never going to work. right? You're, you you got to have something quicker than that to, to show them uh, how this going. All right, gentlemen, this has been a good topic. I know we've gone a little bit long here. I appreciate each one of you for sharing being open to have that level five conversation, talk about what, what uh, goals and expectations you have for your kids, things that didn't work, things that have been working. I hope that you enjoyed this. Hopefully this is something that maybe you'll come into our community. If you're not already a member, go to uh, what's about wallstreet.com forward slash free call. Talk to one of our coaches about how to be in the community. I'd love for you to share your story. us things that you're doing that's working so that we can learn from you as well. As always, have an amazing day.